0: The good thing is, though, Channing, what we could talk about is how Marquise has such an easier professional life than Mike. Like, he got like the Dolphins and y'all. Oh, it wasn't you nothing easy I mean? about it, R.C. I mean, then, man, that's an argument then, at the house. Don't, then, bring up, the RC, don't bring this up, And he got the Steelers. Don't
1: bring this up because he got to tell the truth. You know what I mean? you going to know. Oh, no, his, Marquise, his, Marquise.
0: his professional career
2: way I better met Tomlin all
0: right. We had a good organization.
2: I, but I done met Tomlin. Y'all at yeah.
0: cake. Oh, yeah. It wasn't cake, though. No. Cake. It, was,
2: it no, was cake. No, emotionally cake. That man is cool as shit. We over here dealing with goofballs
3: all day. Oh, yeah. Now, the coaching-wise, that's what I'm saying. We had a good organization.
2: Yeah, man. Like...
3: But, the, but the scheme in football wasn't easy. Now, don't get it twisted. No, but X I'm and no. But you're, he's saying the whole, y'all had Big Ben, too. Ben can stand in there and just release the ball at different times. How certain hits, even when you get pressure, Ben ain't going to come back there and complain about it. He ain't gonna say nothing about it you know i mean he could make that certain throw to where man, he makes every single lineman look good right but that
1: was a mm-hmm. difference bro because it's just it's quarterback league and i'm telling you right now if
3: you don't have a quarterback i don't care if you had the best defense in the man, world protect the quarterbacks man we sitting on here arguing about protecting the quarterback y'all know it wins oh yeah so you like
0: so you like the roughing the passer calls now
3: man to play the game without them type of quarterbacks man the game's gonna be boring it's the biggest drop off in the world
1: between the Perfect. starting quarterbacks I the did. tier guys even the top tier guys compared to the next level starting guys, it's the biggest drop off. You, you know got to think of it as
3: a fan aspect too. You think the fans want to come and Tom Brady's not out there? Yeah. They look no. at the NBA when uh, LeBron doesn't play or something. Like man, I ain't buying no, Le- I ain't buying no ticket to go to the game and LeBron's not out there. For a you lineman like me and Mike getting knocked out, who cares? Like bro, like we're linemen. Like real talk, like no one's really gonna pay that much attention to it. Like let's be serious. Channing, Channing getting knocked out of the game. Like all right, it might be, it might run one or two days, but like man, no one's gonna care. Big Ben. Uh, Tom Brady, them type of players, Phillip Rivers, they get knocked out the game, bro. It's the whole league's in like an uproar, you know what I mean? It's just crazy how position. Hey, we man. get arrested or quarterback get arrested, it's totally different. Maybe me and well, Mike we, get
0: arrested like For well, we one, first off, <laughs> all y'all went to Florida? We done
3: been
2: locked up. Yeah, yeah. they like, like y'all talking get arrested. about us <laughs> Gators.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> this, That's all he talk about is how the Florida cops was on his head yeah, yeah, when he was yeah. in yeah. college. He started it. That's what happened. You got it. us in trouble. Real talk.
3: <laughs> I didn't even play with y'all. You home. made the cops mad. That's what it was.
0: It was the same one. Hey, man, first off, let me start the show, man. Hold up. Limitless. Biggest to me, God pinning it. I father here to witness it, Get my people feelin' militant, way I'm feelin' got me up, uh, on the mission got me up, uh, knowin' me I got the key, uh, on this vision I can trust, uh, trust, uh, limit, take a stomach cap in it, I father here to witness it, Get my people feelin' militant, uh, way I'm got me up, uh, on the mission got me up. Uh, Fellas, welcome to The Pivot. Uh, obviously, Chan, Freddy T, man, I'm R.C. We're excited to have y'all, man. We're excited to have like all the guests, but for us, especially two of us that got to play with y'all, man. This is super dope. I mean, it's also cool that recently the Tigers beat the Gators. Right. The so. Over. So and even you though the
3: show, man. So even though they got
0: better, hey, they got better. Hey, we won, you know yeah, what I right, mean? So area. let's okay. let's talk about it. But bro, uh, man, welcome to the pivot. Uh, want to thank our sponsors, DraftKings. Uh, um, also happy that if, you, if you're subscribed to us already, continue to like, continue to support, thank you, whether it's YouTube, Apple, Spotify, we're super grateful. Freddie T always says it. Actually, I always say it, but I stole it from Freddie T. Anybody could podcast, but not everybody could pivot. And I mean, I, this is one of the dopest pivots. And if you got to watch the lead up to the show, you already know we don't even need to work because these two dudes been locked up and linked up, shoot, actually since the womb. You know what I mean? We got Marquise Pouncey, we got Mike Pouncey, all pros, pro bowlers, first round picks. I mean, any accolade that you can gain. National could game, champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, don't forget
4: yeah. that. Gators.
0: Gators. Yeah. You nice gonna say it, say too. it. Can they, I tell a story, not, Fred? You know I have a story. Yet. Wait, I have a story. I have a, this is a true story, right? So I couldn't figure out what school I wanted to go to. It was down to Tennessee uh, and LSU, right? My mom, big prayer. So she makes me have a prayer circle. Me, her, my dad, my little brother, we have a prayer circle, cause I'm gonna make the decision the next morning, right? So we pray, man, we pray hard. I go to sleep. I have a dream. Legitimately, I have a dream um, on the LSU sideline and the fans are rushing the field, right? I'm walking out onto the field and on the scoreboard, it's Florida LSU, LSU 1, 28-21. <laughs> This is a true story. I've only told it one time. (laughs) I told it on SVP. I walk into my head coach's office the next day, and I said, I'm going to LSU. We called Jerry, DiNardo, all that. And I was always scared to tell this story because I felt like people was gonna think I'm lying. Mm -hmm. So that year, y'all number one, right? You running up and down the field. Cedric Donaldson get the pick six, Wow. right? The game ends, it's 28-21. And I'm standing at the gate, helping people over the fence to rush the field. Like I I legitimately chose my school because of deja vu. Yeah. I and had in a In my dream. head, I'm
3: still trying to believe the story.
0: Like I, no, I, like, you don't understand. Like, I woke up and told my mom. I was like, Mom, I'm going to LSU. And I told her why, and she knew, but I never wanted to, like, tell a what story out loud. Got the, y'all won? Yeah, we won. Yeah. Like, that, that was the exact score. 28-21, yeah. Freddie T was number one. Mm-hmm. They were number one in the nation, and we yeah. beat them. Uh, right. And that was kind of like the deja vu. but. Like Lapping listening to y'all. Freddie, this is a true statement. We Thank you, Fred. After. You was we good. We you were good. Oh yeah, I know <laughs> I was good. I know you did your thing. Oh, yeah.
3: yeah. Hey, that <laughs> was you the championship.
2: No, that was no, that, that was, was uh.
0: That was the other championship, right? Won Ninety-six, crazy? and then. No,
3: mm-hmm. I was talking about for y'all.
2: Uh, no, we didn't win. Oh, win. that's crazy. that? was y'all championship. Barsy about so to start lying. I'm gonna start drinking. Yeah, that was that championship. give me a happy day. Y'all, y'all good. Y'all won. Okay, yeah. First off, you gonna start? Hey,
0: first off, bro, I'm not lying. Like, why would I lie? Yeah. It just it, you don't have to you don't have to actually have to lie time. to go to LSU Keith, man you, you know we talking played, about
2: you saw the you saw the score a premonition in a dream
0: you've never had deja vu
2: man, he I don't dream, dream. He grew up, well,
1: you, I, I, yeah. you grew up boy you Christian Yeah. grew same as us man trust me you grew up you had those dreams all the time yeah somebody done beat it, beat it in your head
0: and Shannon you that, can't have you those dreams me. drunk and high either you know uh, what? Hold on, that
3: that's a myth. Mid- yeah, yeah, yeah. I know was what you with you until, until you started saying uh. all that. Yeah, like, <laughs> until you ever tried. You ever tried? <laughs> yeah. 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 See that part of the Bible never got <laughs> out of there. <laughs> like,
2: God, God bless me with so many things on this earth. I'm gonna take advantage of.
3: Yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> not my,
2: of it. Oh, major, yeah. Not all of it. My
3: Lord made. Yeah, yeah, not all of it. Man, they got some of the stuff out the show today, man.
0: For y'all too, bro. I'm start with you, Keith. For y'all too, man to never have to look for a best friend, right? To to never be in a position to be like, man, I want to go outside and shoot basketball. I want to go outside and throw the football. Who am I going to go with? For that to never be your reality and to always have each other, what was it like literally growing up with someone who was exactly like you every day? (laughs) It
3: made life easy, especially how competitive we was. Um, You know, in life, you try to grow up, trying to find out who your friends are going to be, and maybe. You know, as as you grew up, all of us kind of know that man. You probably have a handful of them. The the, the ones that you probably have, the ones you probably grew up with. And uh, and me and Mike probably probably got probably about five of them friends. But uh, it did make things a lot easier just having the competition part with him. But uh, man, I always beat Mike up. I can't even <laughs> sit here and play around like Mike, my older brother. But it was just something about me I had in me, man. I would be, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that's just little brother. Situation. I say. But I, I, hey, what I will say is the hardest
1: part about it. It wasn't even. I, I, I always enjoyed just having him as my best friend and my brother. But I think the hardest part was always explaining to our, like our significant other, like, man, you don't love me as much as you love your brother. Oh, or you, we used to deal with that our whole lives. I'm like, well, how can I? Like, I, 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 there's a different love when you grow up with somebody every single day of your life. You know, everything about them. Because I used to explain like this. I said, I'm going to break it down to you. I'll make it this simple. When he goes to the store and gets me a sandwich, Man, he gonna come back and get it the exact same way I want it. Man, you might leave that motherfucker with, with mustard on there, somebody don't like, you know what I'm saying? He he won't do that. I said, that's a different kind of love. But that's how I gotta break it down to You know
3: what I mean? Yeah, hey, bro, don't forget. Now if they do mess it up, I'm gonna go back before I even come down. Yeah, yeah cause
1: he cause he gonna be able to get I, know, I already that's
3: know the vibe when I get that. Man, man, if I if I bring it back messed up, I'm gonna have to fight, Mike. Man. Yeah.
2: You know, <laughs> I ain't going <laughs> on that type of vibe with it. Yeah, yeah. Y'all talking about fighting. You know, crazy. Y'all even know you talking about them boys. And everybody, I think all of I speak for y'all. Everybody, we keep a small circle, like y'all talking oh, about now. Yeah. But you fall out with your boys. Have y'all ever fell out before? Like, what was that if y'all,
3: man, uh, F I, you, it, F you? It's hard to fall out as a twin. I mean, yeah, especially we, identical. But I mean, we don't have, everyone has their arguments. And our disagreements and things, like, man, I'll go a couple, maybe a week or two without talking to Mike. But Mike know what it is. Trust me, Some, something happened or some, uh, someone was to call and say, man, you, they need me here right now, they, immediately. like. Forget the argument part. It's, you know, it's,
1: I mean, tor- it's more torture. Yeah. Not even to be mad at him. It's the fact that, man, it's out of my routine. I, I, I talk to my brother every single day. Yeah, yeah. Right. Man, the fact I'm sitting here it's, going to my phone, nothing. You know the still stuff purpose, trying to do it to each other. It's driving me more crazy, not calling him on purpose. Like, man, I'm annoying I ain't texting him <laughs> Man, like I, I wondering what he doing, but I'm like, man, I ain't checking on him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that you yeah, don't
3: get on here telling the truth, bro.
1: But I'm saying, being for real, that annoys me more than being mad at what we argue about because when we get mad at each other, it's about anything that pushed us to a point where we, we hate each other. Yeah. It might be, oh, I, I, I said do this, and he might want to do it this way, and then we get in an argument about it. it. But it never ever got to the point where I felt like, man, it
3: might be a falling out where, man, the love is lost. Never right. ever has ever got Even to Even the fight, man. We had a fight before. Yeah. It was, you know, he got a hit, I take a hit. But it ain't no like, man, I'm just sitting here pounding on my brother. I, w- I would feel crazy, you know what I mean? W-
4: was there ever a time when you guys coming out of Lakeland, Lakeland dominated for a while, and you go through the recruiting process, was there ever a time where you might have thought about going to University of Florida, and you thought about going to you know, another college, say, like you know like maybe an LSU? Are you guys with the whole twin mindset? I, uh, I uh, g- I'll give you an
1: example. No, no, never never thought. Just because I remember one time when we first started getting recruited, Louisville had gave him a scholarship, offered him a scholarship. They didn't offer me. Oh, we asked him out right away. It's like, oh. man, what are you doing? Like, it's like impossible for them to split us up. It's, it don't even work like that we trying to go together as all as a whole football team. It was our mind it was like, man, if all of us can go to one school or leave what we had at Lakeland, only seven of us could go to Florida. But we took seven of us from that team up to Florida because we were going to stay together regardless. But,
4: but they did split you up for a moment because you had to play D-line, right? Yeah. As a freshman. Yep. I and mean, they
3: did that to satisfy Mike. Yeah. Mike was talking was about transferring him, Faison, uh all of it us. It was like a pack-up. He was a you side know, guard. You know, he had,
1: he had Coach Meyer, but he had him by the heat. Man, Coach Mike would do anything for Marquise. I'm telling you right now. Coach Mike, he know he knows this too. He'll do anything for Marquise. So Marquise's like, mine. Oh, my brother ain't playing. Oh, we we transfer both of us transfer. Man, the next day he's like, Oh no, we let's try him at D line. <laughs> Man, I went. I, I know all the calls. They talking about double team, split that one on one. I'm dogging him, beat that. Like they like, Oh, he, 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 he the greatest player since Adamic and Sue. Hey, they
3: ready, <laughs> they ready to put me up with a husband like Sue? I'm like, oh, Alright. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was one of the tactics back then. Cause players nowadays they can leave whenever they want to leave. You know yeah. what I mean? But Back then you had to kind of like threaten the coach, like, oh, man, I'm, I want to transfer out of here. You know what I mean? And that was all them boys kind of like got together as a pack. i I never forget. There was like five of them, bro. It was crazy. Mike and Faison was maybe, uh, Jared Faison was the biggest players. I don't know if y'all remember him, but he was out of Tampa. Yeah, yeah, Great player. But uh, they was all in like a pack together talking about leaving out of school. But it was crazy just to uh, go through that. But it was crazy with LSU was thinking about it, bro. Uh, Les Miles, remember it, Mike? Yeah. Man, uh, the lady called us. It was his assistant. And she says, uh, Les Miles wanna talk to you on the phone. I said, well put him on. You know, at this time, bro, we on our we can come from Lakeland, you know. And I say, we'll put him on the phone. You know, I'm thinking Les Miles gonna call me. The other head coach done called on the phone. So he get on there, he like, yeah, fellas, you know, uh, we wanna bring you guys up here, you know, get you guys in the mix of things, probably get you on the field around your, you know, sophomore junior. I say, hey, Coach Miles, uh, yeah. me and Mike, me and Mike ain't gonna come to LSU. You might as well go to holler at somebody else and just hung up on him, man. I don't know if he'll <laughs> ever remember that story. But 1,000% that was true, man. My, it hurt my dad's heart because uh, he he's from Louisiana. Louisiana. Yeah. He was like, man. Me. I say, Dad, man, you so better hit Les Miles up on a text. He just hit us <laughs> with some disrespectful stuff. You know how we are, man. Like, he, they the exed off the list. But, uh, man, LSU. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so crazy. You
2: talk about phone calls with head coaches. And then you brought up Urban Mike. Yeah. So I was in Florida. When Zook was got fired, four games left in the season, Charlie Strong took over. And I was getting locked up. Y'all got locked up too.
3: Yeah. <laughs> hey, don't throw us in there. What you tell your
2: story? No, yeah. no. So, I, you know, I, I'm there. I'm there. I'm playing my my sophomore season, through sophomore. And I'm getting. I got locked up three, four times before that. So, Urban, when he got the job, they knew he was he was getting the job before the season was even over. They already hired him. So, I'm sitting there on a Thursday night, you know, leading up. You know, we about to party. We about to go out to the swamp. Whatever. We about to go out downtown to the palace. And my phone keep ringing with his area code. Wow. And then I finally picked up and I'm pissed. I don't know the area code, but I'm like, man, who is this? And it was one of the Utah coaches. And he was like, hey, is this Channing Crowder? I said, yeah, man, what's up? Who is this? I'm kind of hot. He said, yeah, Coach Meyer wants to talk to you. I'm like, yeah, cool, put him on the phone, yeah. <laughs> First time we ever talk, dude gonna tell me, yeah, they say you're a team leader, but you get in a lot of trouble. And we're not gonna deal with that when I get down there next year. I said, first off, sir, that's not the way you approach me in the first conversation we ever have together. Sure. So, whatever you want to do, you can do that. But I'm good. And then the phone—you hear the phone say—he do, threw the phone back at somebody because he was like, "How the hell is this little college dude oh, talking yeah. to me like that?" And I was that like, urban. "Yeah," but I want to ask y'all—we're urban because everybody—Jarvis, Jarvis, Jarvis Herring, the twins, and all them boys—they tell me like they love urban. We love them. Because but if you, played, I think Marquise loved him more than
3: you. Cause yeah, you no, Mike loved get, too, yeah, cause yeah, I might love him too, because trust he, me, bro. Yes. I, I think that people who didn't know him, bro, he, he, he changed kids into men. And that's one thing I always took from the aspect, especially, like, being raised from how our dad raised us, you know what I mean? Like, it was always uh, the man aspect of it. Like, you got to earn what you're, what you're speaking of, you know what I mean? You got to earn your food, you know what I mean? And, uh, and that's how Coach Meyer was. If you played on that field, he treated you like a king. And if you were just a practice squad player, like, that's what you was, like, man, you had to either get in trouble or, or do something to stand out for Coach Meyer to acknowledge that. And I, saw, I always appreciated that. And I think even going throughout the uh, NFL, Coach Tomlin was the same way. Even though coach, uh, people say Coach Tomlin was a, pair, a player coach in a, a forum, man, Coach Tomlin be on there, man, you sitting there on film on Monday. Yeah. I'm telling you, bro, you better not be the player that messed up. Because it's almost like he ain't going to do it in some players, like uh, some head coaches taking in like a private thing. He's going to call you out in front of everybody. The one thing Coach Tomlin's not going to do is call you out in the media. He, he respects you in that form, but everyone in the organization going to know who messed up on that game, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what I always took uh, from Coach Meyer as well. and you, you appreciate it in that form and that fact of how he, he raised men in that. And I don't think as, as kids we appreciated it enough until we got into the next level of life. But uh, Coach Meyer a hell of a dude, bro. Yeah, he but, but you look, might he read might... him wrong in certain things that he handled in certain situations, but he's a hell of a dude.
2: So but for to y'all to know him like that, why did he fail in the NFL? That Jaguar yeah. shit was terrible. In the NFL, I think what it was with Coach Meyer was that, man,
1: College is a is a structured kind of form that where the coaches staff runs the, the kind of the whole the, the team, you know what I mean? Like they they really they have all to say. He didn't understand the fact that in the NFL, yes, the coaches are respected as the head coach, they're respected as position coaches, but the players run the whole yeah. show, and that's what I think that he he had a misconception. Was like, man, you gotta let the guys. Run the, run the show, like, no, 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 I, I'm, I'm in charge. But no, it, yes, you're in charge. And if you let them run the show and earn their respect, they'll, they'll, they'll let you be that. They'll that, respect
0: you that the, way. They'll hold you that. They'll hold yeah. you that as a head coach. Yeah.
1: But when you sit there and you come in and try and, like, tell a bunch of grown men, man, this guy got four kids at home, probably arguing with his wife. He, he got a lot of shit going on in his life. Right. And he got to deal with you? Like, come on, nah, like, that, that, ain't what, that ain't what it is in the NFL. The NFL, the players run that whole thing. And so, like, that's why you want to get a bunch of good guys around each other Keep keep some dogs in there too, because you, you need that on your football team. But you want to have guys that's gonna have structure inside your locker room because the head coach, what do they really do besides walk around and set the schedule? They ain't really they're not coaching or they're not right around the guys on an everyday basis they're like that besides. Sure. They game plan, they're planning. Planning, but they're not around the guys like in position yeah. meetings they're not position like on an everyday coaches, yeah. basis where you understand what's going on in the guy's life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like develop that
0: type of that that type of, that type of, of relationship, relationship where you can sit yeah. there
1: and go and bullshit with a guy like that. Like it's different when your position coach comes up to you and he's hard on you and he's giving you shit. But like, man, the head coach. Yeah, you hold them to that respect. They earn that respect by the way they, they run the structure and stuff. But they're not around knowing their everyday life about what's going on and stuff like that. And I think that's what kind of Urban Meyer's yeah. mixed with. I think
0: that's a big thing when I think when you get to the when you get to the league is that people don't realize, like, I'll see Keese in the morning, I'm not gonna see him again until we get the break, right before we go to practice, practice, until we go to cafeteria. Like, you you in that room with with the guys that's on the offensive line. I'm with the DBs, you with those those coaches, and then that's kind of how you, too, you develop close relationships with people. Like, me and Troy, like, best friends, because I was with him all day. Like, that's the way it works. But for y'all, when you look at college, man, where you do everything together, we, we live in the same dorms, or we live in the same apartments, like y'all team was famous, right? Like the the, the Florida Gators when y'all were there were, were big time. So many dudes drafted and going to the league. Like I knew you guys too, cause knowing you very well, y'all were really close with Aaron Hernandez. Yeah. You know, and Marquise would tell me story. He's like, yeah, man. Like sometimes, man, y'all, you know, Mike and Aaron had to go outside squabble. They come back in, lift weights. Yeah. What was that relationship like with y'all to kind of get another brother and having him? I'm happy you asked about the RC. Real talk, cause a lot of people, bro,
3: they're. uh, they're more uh, scared or, or ashamed to even talk about it. And I'm just telling y'all right now, like uh, if people were here and really knew Aaron, y'all would have loved him. Damn the situation that happened or the scenarios that happened, or they awful scenarios that happened, hell yeah they are. And, and we feel for the, the people and the, the, the situations that were involved. But uh, growing up with Aaron, because we all did as uh, kids, we were, we were teenagers and we grew up as men together, especially having all our kids together. Hell, our daughters are damn near the same ages. We still even, uh, you know, get gifts and all that. Still talk to Cheyenne and all this stuff all the time. You know what I mean? So uh, it's kind of like that's to having a negative light to say anything bad about him. It, it just be the weird to say and uh, disrespectful to say for everybody involved in that situation. But uh, my, I, my, I don't want to say nothing crazy yeah, because my time we, we got so demoralized for you know trying to defend uh, defend Aaron because and, and, no one knew at the time, and especially I, I, after things got played out how it played out. Because like we got to say it, Mike, because uh, how the things played out, we never felt. Uh, I think whenever, like, let the whole hat thing happened, you know what I mean? Um, I think people took it in the form that we, we didn't care about the other side. But at the time, the hat was a five-second thing that we didn't um, we didn't even have time to prepare ourselves, to even put ourselves in the situation to prepare for that that scenario, you know what I mean? Hell yeah, we feel bad for the family if, if that was the, the the case that happened. And uh, someone did die from Aaron doing it, man, absolutely. Like, Aaron should pay for the, the cost that happened for it. And we feel bad for the family because death shouldn't happen with, within no one. Another person should take a life in no form. So uh, for all the people who never heard us say that, I just wanted to kind of like clear that that, that part up. Because hell, we still walk in the stadium. Is everybody free Hernandez or uh, or uh, you know, hit us up on social media like, F you for doing this and that. But uh, I think you really had to know Chico, his family, uh, his kids. And you know, I get touched up sometimes by talking about that shit because uh, hell, we still talk to him. So. You know, just know that uh, people do make mistakes in that form, but uh, they got others that live with them, you know what I mean? So, shit be crazy just looking at his
4: kids sometimes. You know? Yeah, I understand that, just jumping in. I, I can speak to it, Mike, because uh, I personally uh, knew I, A- sure. I personally yeah. knew Chico. Yeah, yeah, You know what I'm saying? And I met him years ago with Deontay Tums, uh, Thompson, uh, who you guys play with down at UF. And, uh, you know, Chico was always just happy-go-lucky, smile on his face. Everybody loves always had you know, and obviously, like you guys are saying that uh you express you know some sort of remorse you know and you have certain sentiments towards what the other families are experiencing because of you know what that outcome was and uh it doesn't make you guys a bad guy because you're supporting your brother no, I'm you know nobody that. want their family member or whomever to be you know locked up or um uh, uh, uh or you know charged with uh, you know a certain thing it played out the way it played out and that's due to you know what the higher power wanted but you guys got to continue to live your lives and and also um you know let people understood how chico really was as a person because he was an amazing human being man and, and uh, football, i can and i football can player, buy, bro, yeah like, amazing too. That's,
1: that's my, that was my point when i was getting that I, I hate that we had to justify our relationship because i, I always looked at it as if my brother was in that situation, how would, how would everyone, how would they want me to react? How would they want me to feel? Would they want me to just leave him in the dark by itself or, or support him? Mm-hmm. I didn't support the action. I supported the person, you right. know what I'm saying? And that was the part that everyone missed because it was such a bad thing that, that had happened, you know right. what I'm saying? And then when you get caught up in the middle of it, you're you you you're supporting the person and not supporting the action and people, you can't even justify it at the time because it's such a hot topic, you know what I'm saying? Right. And I think that's kind of where all of us are getting at. We knew Chico the person. We didn't know, Chi- we didn't know Chico the action. And the Chico the action, none of us agreed should happen, happened, right? right. If we, if, if it were true, or if it did, really did happen, none of us agreed that anyone should die. What? But with the person, we 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 supported the person because of who we thought he was, who we knew he was, in our eyes. You know, right. Right? Robert Kraft that, went and
3: supported he, him at court, you know what I mean? So right. to sit here and say that, that Chico was a bad person, like, man, he had ownership of the NFL in court for him. So, that, it was just crazy that, like, for even even for us, so sort of, for someone who didn't even know him as a kid, for us, like, man, we knew everybody in his family. Like, we all slept together. We we, we went up to Connecticut. Like, it was crazy, you know what right. I mean? So to have the owner of the NFL in there to support him, just, it already shows what type of person that he was. Like, the action was a one-day thing, maybe. We don't know what it was, you know what I mean? Like, it, it was just crazy that the whole entire world judged him off that one little thing. And I and I get it in a, in a form, and I, which I truly do, because the, the tragic accident, you know what I mean? It was crazy that... That was even brought apart, and that for the NFL, like let's be real, that doesn't happen in the NFL. Like right. for one of our star players who changed the NFL to a two tight end set, yep. for that to happen, it was just like, hold on, let's reassess all the guys that we're bringing into the NFL. It gave the the, uh, the critics and all the, the outside haters more, you know, fumes to, to the fire.
2: Recently, we had Tamra Hall on, and she she had a business relationship with Jeffrey Epstein the, you know, and I know, it was the same situation, but it was terrible things he did and end up him. dying in, in, in jail, yeah. same situation. And I asked her, was there any, to be as close to Jeffrey as she was, did you see anything? Any, to anything? For y'all to be as close to Chico as you were, I ain't know Aaron like that. Yeah. Like I, I met him one time, we were tight. Like the story's crazy.
3: So no. this is what we will say The entire
2: about- story is crazy. Y'all, it was not like, that was a surprise to y'all. We all heard that story. It was a total surprise. There was nothing that led up that y'all could see that he could do the things he
3: did. But so, so no. So what we'll say about that thing is, uh, what we did learn after, after the fact was, uh, man, Chico's skull was paper thin. And the, the doctors were, uh, he had stage four CTE. Uh, CTE. Wow. So they, they actually knew this. They actually tested his brain. And the doctors were amazed that uh, every time Chico took a hit, that he had fractured his skull. So, I honestly think that played a uh, a major factor in uh, what he had going on in there. You know what I mean? So, and y'all, if y'all knew really knew Aaron, like he was a really smart dude. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 seven in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Aaron knew and kind of like, uh, I think that he kind of maybe predicted in himself that, man, if I got out, how life would be. Like, let's be serious. Like, I mean, what's life for, you know um, Simpson now, like, is it really that good of a life? You know
0: what I mean? Like... And you said he knew while he was in I, jail, like, if he ever... I mean, let's all, like, let's just, just sit there and
3: think. Just put yourself in that situation. Like, what would you truly think in your head? Like, how would you really take on that situation, knowing that if I come out of this, I'm gonna lose so much? Money-wise, everything's gonna be sued. Everything, I mean, the perception when I walk around, like, how would you truly feel about that? You know what I mean? So, I honestly, if we are gonna sit here and even ask that question, even think about it, I mean... I mean, I think that's kind of what people want to know. Instead of just biting around the situation, like I think that's what maybe what Chico was thinking, you know what I'm saying? But other than that, like hell, it ain't nothing that we can really, truly say like someone forced him to do it. Because in my mind, whenever the, the the call first happened, I was man, someone murdered him. Mm. You know what I mean? Like the guards did it. They hate that he. You know what I mean? He just beat the uh, the verdict. You know what I mean? We were so tied into it. Like I, I mean, we, we was there. We had the lawyers for him. Like we knew every single scenario. I mean, we was hell. there's probably. Hundreds of jail calls, you know what I mean? I was sitting on there just laughing and bullshitting. Most of the calls, they're probably sitting on there mad because the, the stuff was on there saying, I mean, but uh, it was just um, crazy how all that stuff played out. It was just weird, man, especially that, that, that call that saying that that happened and that hurt. You know, uh, well, I couldn't believe that she,
4: Hell yeah, it was crazy. But, well, like, Keith, so I'm gonna jump in. I'm, I'm, I have a question for Mike, but I wanna say my last impression on Chico, on Aaron. Um, I talked to him the night before, before he passed away. And uh, in that conversation, he was the Chico I remember talking to when he was a, 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 a young player at the University of Florida traveling to Jacksonville. It's crazy. Happy, fun, you know, just full of, full of life, full of energy. So it was hard for me to believe that, you know, when they say he allegedly committed suicide. It was hard for me to believe that, but I just wanted to. What's the first thing you thought, though? Dang, he didn't do it. Someone killed him, right? Initially, see, but, yeah. Cause, but what cause I do cause... respect
1: about Aaron at, at, at that point, because uh, see, I'm just not hearing that, knowing that he called you that. I talked to him the same night. So he called all he his loved ones. Everyone that mattered to him, talked to him that last time. And we got that, all that same impression. So when we heard that, uh, the news the next day, I'm like, bro, there's no way. How? How? I got off the phone, we're laughing. Everything was cool. There's no way. You know what I'm saying? Like, there right. And there was no indication leading up to that. You see what I'm saying? Like right. That's why you don't know people in there right. behind closed doors. So door.
4: you, know, you hear things, and, and perception is, You know, a mofo. Uh, You talked about supporting uh, the action or supporting the person. Mm -hmm. You know, um, your political preferences. You know, Donald Trump, you know, it's been seen you guys are uh, heavy Republicans, certainly supported and back Donald Trump. You guys have had gotten some pushback, you know, comments, media, you know, et cetera. You know, do you guys even care about the comments and, and what people say or think? Zero.
3: Man, we never cared our whole entire life what other people thought. Because if we did, hell, people always told us we wouldn't make it. People always told us we'd be failures. Like, man, at some point, like uh you gotta start just thinking in life, bro, that your family, that your closest friends that you have, that uh it's all like a myth that there's gonna be like a truly a lot of people out there like willing to like help you in life. Now, don't get me wrong. There were some people out there like coaches and you know, some, you know, people that were involved that like took us around and helped us, and you know, brought us up in life, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm not taking nothing away from that. But like, man, like, to truly sit here and think, like, the government's gonna help us out or like, whatever whatever president you think is gonna be in there is gonna help us out, like, bro, I look at the president thing as that, man, I'm best for what's best for our family, mm-hmm. what's what's best for our culture, like, we can't sit here and deny that President Trump wasn't good for black people. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me, give me some policies and things that, that Mr. Biden done did for black people, like, mm. and I'm in the community, bro. So like, I, if people want to sit here and debate with us, bro, we don't have a 501c for the last 13 years. Mm. We don't gave over millions of dollars to our, to our community. So like, you can't debate us on who we like as a president. You know what I mean? Like, because we know what the hell. Like every time a Democrat president get in there, the only thing they do is change the part, they color the slide. Mm. Like man, we tired of that shit. Right. Like Donald Trump was literally in there helping HBCUs. All that money was guaranteed per year, like, all the, all the different things that he did for us, like, I just don't understand, like, our community-wise, how, how, how unemployment for black people, like, it was just crazy to think that. Man, we ain't gonna at least tap him on the shoulder for that. I ain't saying that I'm gonna get up there and said all the best things. Hell, I hated some of the shit he said up there. Right. Because I knew what it did to people. How, how small-minded people sometimes, it just, that's one thing they're gonna latch onto, and, oh, I hate them forever for that, you know what I mean? So, once he was like, man, maybe that's one thing he could have did better was go out there and gave better speeches. You know what I mean? But yeah, like, mine is the, the I divisive never,
4: rhetoric. Yeah, like I think he did some really good things. Mine is the divisive rhetoric during a moment in which the the, the 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 country was experiencing certain things on the hills of the police police brutalities and all those different things. Minus that stuff, I think he did okay as a president.
1: Yeah, he did great as a president. Listen, all that stuff's media spun too, though. A lot of the stuff, some of the stuff you, it'd be, he'll say, and then it'll be it'll be split up, you know? Like, they'll play a, a little snippet of, you know, not even the whole interview, and then somebody that's against, you know, uh, say, Republican Party, I hear that little snippet, or somebody that's a Republican, I hear a Democrat, the same, it's vice versa. They'll hear that and be like, you know, oh, you know what, oh, that happened. And not even look into it, they just hear, it basically, that little bitty part of it. And if you're on the opposite side and you oppose it, you're like, man, that ain't that, OK, I, you, you agree with it. But if you don't really look into what's being said and re- really look at the whole big picture of things, and sometimes then your mind will get polluted just being on the side that you always normal. ride like- I, I
3: got one question my, Mike, because like, I want to ask about this thing. So how do y'all, whenever we're playing football and there is a, a, a Caucasian player, how do you, how do you feel as a, as a black player? How do you feel? Do you feel like you're, there's no way that that Caucasian player should beat you, right?
0: It depends on what position he plays.
3: All right, so yeah, I, like no I mean, matter what position, RC, let's be serious. I, well, know no, you, I, think, I, know, I know you, I don't give a dick. Well,
0: so, so the big thing is this, right? The big and-, and We're talking, and, take quarterback out of it then. Exactly, but I'm saying like, if I'm playing, if I'm playing against a wide receiver, he gotta come see me, right? He, I'm, I'm, not gonna look at, I'm not gonna look at Wes Welker, Julian Edelman, the same way I look at Randy Moss. No, oh, yeah. so I'm not gonna look at that, a lot okay, of people. So that, okay, so that's my point. Moore. So
3: how do you think whenever police officers go into communities, because me and Mike grew up in the trailer park and we grew up in the hood. I'm telling you, when we got in fights in the trailer park, they weren't as vicious as the ones in the hood. So bro, to sit here and tell us that, that bro, we sit here and, and watch cops go into the neighborhoods that we all grew up in and we know how that shit is. We're not watching cops go into neighborhoods that are in the best neighborhoods in the world and arresting people, like, that's easy to do. Like when you put that person on okay, hey man, put your hands behind your back. Man, the moment a cop walks in our neighborhood, bro, where we're from, man, who the fuck are you? But well, Marquise, I'm I am I don't care, I bro. Like you gotta have tough police you, officers. Like, this is the
0: thing, though. No. It's I, training. I, I, trust me, please, I get what you're saying. I can't I, let I, you do. I can't no, no, let you do no, no, that RC, to an I'm, entire group of people. No, that's listen, listen, not true. RC, listen, that's not true. I'm not saying that we about have, listen, We have watched cops. We're
3: talking cops. about we're talking about the scenarios because that's what people do. We're We've talking about the scenarios. I'm not talking about to. I'm not talking about the middle class back- RC, listen, I'm not talking about the middle class black neighborhoods, bro. Where, where where a lot of black people are and they they're hardworking. I'm talking about the real tough neighborhoods where they show these clips. Yes, I, bro. And I'm everyone talking, in there, bro, is bro, on the I'm same And I'm talking vibe. about
0: white people that love guns white that actually too. shoot at cops. Oh, they
3: tra- get trailer Park two. Okay, the same exact thing. I'm not what, saying that white people don't do it, bro. We grew up in the trailer park. That's it's the not same the same exact thing, that's bro. That's not the
0: that's not the discussion when we're speaking about Trump, right? Or when we're speaking about who President Trump was. President Trump and his policies were never the issue. Right, like, like for me, I don't, I don't care about parties, whether Republican, Democrat, like, that's not what I care about. Right, you care about who's gonna do the best good for the country and be everybody's president. Right, okay. the reason that black people had a huge issue with President Obama is because black people felt like President Obama should have been the black people's president. But President Obama no more, yeah. knew that in order for anybody like him to ever, to ever look like him, to get that position again, 1,000%. he couldn't live that way.
2: Yeah, he and
0: based on yeah. rhetoric, right, based on divisiveness, based on what we saw, not the, not the policies like two people like you or like me who can understand, especially the way I live, the money I've made, it's better for me to vote vote Republican. It ain't better for my cousins. It ain't better for it ain't well, better for on, my uncles, my nephews. But
1: it is though. it is and, though. It is though because and you got to look is, at unemployment for Black people. You got to look at because your cousins—that it matters for them. Not, your cousins are signed up for the jobs that we signed up for. One hundred percent. So the the, the the fact that the unemployment oh, was, that was that hot, it is good for your cousins. It's good for our cousins. No, I know saying, it was. I'm it was saying, good I'm for saying, our family. It was good for a lot of people. Part, that
0: party-wise, right? Trump was because that's how we get that's how we get an
1: illusion that. That, that Democrats help our people. The thing don't is this, though, a Democrat president. I, I don't want to argue.
0: I don't want to argue, because this show is not arguing. So yeah. what I'm saying is this, so we turn this return is hard. What uh, I'm I, saying yeah, is this, the, the problem with Trump and the community and why people would have an issue with you supporting them is because most people in our positions or from our communities aren't necessarily paying attention to policy, right? They're paying attention to what they can see, what it's they can here. touch, what they can yeah, feel, right? They pay funny. attention, they pay attention more to Charlottesville Right, and tiki torches yeah. Then they pay to the unemployment rate. Right? That's they play more, more attention to what the rhetoric the rhetoric is around police brutality as it pertains to George Floyd, as it pertains to Breonna Taylor, right? Yeah. Then they pay attention to the money that's being put into the communities, HBCUs. And so when you do support, right, nothing's wrong with you support, when you do support, because we've had Dana White on, we've had Mike Tyson on, all of these people are Trump's friends. Right And Dana White, and I've been and I thinking about this from the beginning, when you guys are talking about supporting Aaron Hernandez, here's what I see. You're supporting a man that has done a ton for you in your personal lives, mm-hmm. done a ton for you, for your kids, for your families, the bond you've, you've grown. You're not supporting an action, right? Same thing Dana White said, Trump gave me my first opportunity to run a show. He's always gonna be my friend, but I don't agree with everything he says. Yeah. I think it's sometimes clarification that people need when you come on here and say, No, it's about the policies. I do hate some of the things that he said, and I understand the divisiveness of it. But when you move, like when you move away from that, you're talking about the things that you guys have done for your community. Um, people, like, I'm not sure a lot of people know that you guys are biracial. No. Right? And it, comes, it really comes to fruition and to the forefront when you say, Yeah, like I grew up in a trailer park and I grew up in the hood. If you're looking at the stereotypes of what people like to say, the lower classes of each ethnicity or of each race, it's like whatever you want to insult a white person is, yeah, at trailer park, or whatever you want to insult a black. What, did that ever play a role in you guys growing up? And whether it's like having to pick a side or being picked on or whatever, you know what I mean? Cause you, like people are just- You know what side we gotta pick.
3: Well, just, I mean, just in the, in the neighborhood side, on the, uh, the hood side, you know, it was always, we were the white boys, you know what I mean? Just cause, just cause our mom, like, even though our mom was uh more uh, on the wild side a little bit too, you know what I mean? It just, it just is what it is. It's a culture thing. It ain't no disrespectful thing, you know what I mean? Just like I tell people all the time, like, man, you think what well, it wasn't people, there's, there was white people that grew up in the hood? Like, right. there, there was. My mom was in there, you know what I mean? Like, it's almost crazy to think there weren't other people in there, you know?
1: i said when you poor, like that oh, shit don't sorry. even matter color don't even matter when you're poor. like everyone just everyone's the same you're just living on different parts of town mm-hmm. like
3: but when you see each other it's the same like you're shopping at the same places yeah, and right. just living in different areas so like it's a culture thing that's why like man we, we call it the hood like it's a bad thing like bro when, we're, when you're living no one thinks it's a bad thing like what the hell is so bad about it like we just we just can't afford a, a bigger house you know what i mean like yeah maybe some of the fights or the argument thing like we, we blow it up into like this bigger thing like but bro if all of us was in Trump Hotel, like, you think it would look that bad? It would just be some arguments in the Trump Hotel. It looked like a uh, uh, reality TV show, you know what I mean? Like, that's a, I, just, I think that with the perception of the world, we just make it look a lot bad, worse than what it is, you know what I mean?
2: Do y'all think y'all would have the same thought on things if y'all weren't rich? Nah, it'd be way different. Because it's just just listening for a second. Did the money create where y'all are? We tell our
1: family that all the time, too. Like, our, like sometimes we gotta bring our family down to reality. I say, man, like, y'all don't understand, like, Life's good. Like, I know you still got to work, you know what I mean? But you don't have any, like, you, there's a comfortability with, with your sons being really rich. Like Do you really got to worry about your lights ever going off? No, but I said, when we grew up, you used to have to worry about that though, right? It was like this thing, I used to go to the pump. And every, every little dollar I put in, you got to watch. Oh, how much I every, oh, I can only put in 26, 34. If I go over that, I'm over budget. I tell them all, have you ever worried about that? Or you lock your shit in and go in there and get whatever the fuck you want out the store? That's the difference. I say, yeah, you, you, We sometimes we forget that because we're so, we're, far, or we're so far removed from it. But Chana, it's a good thing to change though. Don't, don't think
3: it's yeah, a bad yeah. thing to change.
2: Oh, we I'm didn't work this hard to stay it, the and same. That's why and why, that's, why, right. that's why when you
1: yeah. get to a point, you got to stay humble and people look at you, they're like, okay, well, man, they never change." Yeah, because man, we already been there before. Like, why would we ever get, why would we been to, been, be there and then get to where we are now in life and then look at the people that are there that where we were and then look at them different. It'd be stupid of us because, man, those are all of our friends. We don't have any friends that are multi-millionaires besides mm. the guys we played with. Yeah. All our friends are normal people. They go to jobs every, every, every day, Monday through Friday. So that now, this is like the biggest shock in the world. They're like, bro, what's the biggest shock? Do you miss being in football? I say, no, I don't miss playing football. I, I, I maximize football. What I miss is having my friends, guys that I'm used to, being on the same schedule as me. Not that I don't like hanging out with my friends now. It's just that, hey, man, on a Tuesday, I want to go golf and I'm at the house. Or I call my brother, hey, bro, hey, we, we, It's just me and him. If I didn't have him, I can only imagine how crazy I'd be going, like, sitting there at the house, like, man, what are we going to do today? And I got to wait for the kids to get out of school to go have fun. Like, that's, that's the biggest difference of, like, the transitioning part. And, and so, I think
3: sometimes, too, though, that with the change thing, too, though, before uh, Mike goes off on something else, is that some people don't, they look at the change thing as a bad thing. But, man, we got kids out there can verify, can vouch. Man, we're gonna change their lives in, in different ways, in different forms and fashion, giving back to them, helping, helping their families out, uh, helping them throughout school life. Man, me and Mike still now are still involved in the high school kids that we got now at Lakeland and, and uh, Lake Gibson high school Like, We make sure that we send uh, a family member or someone that's really close who's been through the, the process with us with the kids so that, cause we know how we, it is, man, kids can get screwed over. We're not gonna have one of our friends yeah. or someone that grew up in our pack saying that, man, the Pounce has set us up for failure. Like, nah, bro, like, we're going to make sure you go to a school that the head coach is going to be there, not just just bring you there so they can look good and get a big-time job somewhere else. Like, all that stuff, in our mind, is structurally set up for the the people around us in our county, you know what I mean? And uh, I think that's another thing that we draw back, and I think that players in the NFL got to start doing a better job of Like, man, we got to set these kids up in the right form. Mm. I think Deion going to the HBCU showing that, that, man, that that you can win there and you can have great players play at them type of schools is a good lead for all of us. Man, hell, RC. I always thought. Man, I tell RC all the time. I don't know how RC ain't a governor or sometime running some type of organization. It's crazy to me to, to sit here and think. I mean, yeah, he yeah, running yeah, the podcast, yeah, and that, but my RC should be the, the yeah. governor of Louisiana. Yeah, man, man, never real talk. Yeah, he should, got, you you my got my show. <laughs> 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 you the new Stephen A. I, <laughs> I appreciate. Oh,
1: yeah. it. In my show. Sure. Like you cut That's on for ESPN. For sure. I appreciate,
0: yeah. it. man. I remember Keith, man. When we drafted you, one we was fired up as hell, right? We knew. We knew we had a future Hall of Famer. No. Nah. But I remember Still a Hall of Famer for sure. Hey, I remember though the the kiss. Right? Yeah. You know day, what I'm yeah. saying on draft day and I'm not even I don't want to get into that but I But RC you, you was you in were, the same room now, man.
3: We got man, we, I got three daughters, Mike got two kids now. <laughs> someone thinks some crazy stuff no, right? no, no, I'm not and whatever that, that is, is. No, because it'd it be funny though because <laughs> uh, because whatever you are in life, let you be what it is, but me and Mike Pouncy, we're uh we are heterosexual. You're we a heterosexual, you know yeah, I I'm, I'm not even worried about yeah. that, but my thing is this. But it was funny, though. That was the it was first funny. joke is on the funny? team. I don't I how to say it because it's <laughs> funny. Hey, you, yeah. you got to break the ice. Hey, Cheney, you know you got to break the <laughs> ice, though. I, have, I broke it no, immediately. No, I said, yeah, man, I, I kissed my brother real. on draft day. He bro. did it. Yeah, and he the whole said the I said, man, all right, man, we passed. Hey, but I want to say I called Mike, I
0: said we good, dog. You look, you look, you were genuinely overjoyed. Like, your name got called when your brother got drafted. Both of you. First round picks, were you happier when he got drafted than you and vice versa? hundred oh, percent.
3: And I was more scared too. Cause in my mind I was like, man, if Mike doesn't go first round, man, uh, I'm a failure. I did something that, that didn't that the coaches looked at it like, man, we don't want the, the other brother in the NFL. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I kinda like played that in my head too. And then we actually went to the uh to New York. So bro, man, the lights wrong. on, man, they, they talking about this dude going ninth pick. I'm like, oh man, like I'm sitting back. I'm sweating more than him. Man, I'm over there texting my agent like, man, this better happen. Do not embarrass us out here in New York. Like, man, we could have stayed at the crib and hung out with all our dogs and had us some barbecue. You know what I mean? Like, not out here with the lights on, not the twins, <laughs> yeah. you Yeah, know? but uh, it ended up working out. But yeah, I was more uh, that proud that uh, that that happened. And Mike actually, cause, man, I, I begged Mike to come out, and he stayed. It was his decision. Like, man, I was like, man, no, Mike, please end the draft. And he went back and uh. And uh, they didn't have the year that we thought they was gonna have. You know, they went to the Outback Bowl. You know, Mike had some of the snap issues, mm-hmm. and um, I'm like, man, did this shit kill his career. Like, you know what I mean? Like that, uh, that well, I was uh, starting to play in my head. Like, man, I, I hit everybody at the school. How hard was that
0: for you, though, when you had the because I remember that the snap issues and you thinking and going through like this, it might not, he might not go first round. Man, it was hard
3: going to school. I mean, going to practice, dealing with y'all. i like, man, damn, Mike, you know, messed it up in here. Now I got to
0: argue with RC, dog. <laughs> 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 No,
3: But uh, it, it was more just trying to encourage him, bro, because I know how uh, tough we are on ourselves as players. Mm-hmm. And I know, uh, man, Mike's in there the moment, right after practice, we're in there watching film. Like, we got to see our steps. We got to see how the ball was in there. Because, bro, we, if, you, if you're going to be a great player, bro, it takes more than just going to practice. Like, and it, it ain't something that someone can coach into being. Like, it just has to be in you. Like, it has to drive you crazy every single day. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think me and Mike grew up as. as, as that, that's what helped us at our crowd, because we weren't the fastest players. We weren't the strongest. Right. But our mentality, I man, you couldn't tell us we went seven foot and we benched 1,000 pounds. And, I mean, RxC can verify that. Yeah. Like, hell, yeah. like, it just, it's just a mentality of a player. If you don't have that it factor, I don't care how much, how, how much a coach pushes it in your head and instills it in your head, it ain't happening. Now y'all
2: retired, so now you can put the ego out the door. Who's better? You have more career success team-wise. We can't
3: can't judge it because we didn't have the the same players.
2: There is a a higher rated twin
3: (laughs) in the world. I'm saying, if we're going to go off the weight room, I was stronger.
2: No, no, no. Get out on that field. Who going to win more one-on-one matches? Who is a better player? You know what I'm saying, Keith. Come on now. I'm telling you, it's just so hard to say, bro, because we both.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He said him.
2: (laughs) I'm,
1: I'm just gonna give you the, the real answer, you know what I'm saying? Because you know, that's how he always is. But I'm saying, just—I'm being free. It's, it's so hard to judge it. I mean, if I honestly, like, let's, let's just let's just switch shoes. Let's, let me go to Pittsburgh and him go to Dolphins. What, what's the difference? And that's and, how I oh, always look at. The only difference
3: it. is that I'd probably, you know, probably probably had Rihanna at the time, you know, on that type so of level. You like, can't be dang. serious with him. <laughs> I'm being serious, Mike. You like you took advantage of Miami. Man, when why I walked—that's why I retired. Because in my head, when I walked out there, bro, I was a gladiator, bro. <laughs> And I just took too many, you know, sword cuts, you know, by them, vi- them vicious blades. You know what I mean? Y'all know it. I'm just, like, yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. I wanted them to switch in the Super Bowl, though. See, that's well, when you was, got
2: hurt. That's
4: what I was about to get to.
2: Now that we're about halfway through the football season, hopefully you've got an idea how teams stack up against one another. So why not add a little fun into the mix? Today's video sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is dishing out an awesome offer for all their new customers. All new customers need to do is sign up using promo code PIVOT, bet $5 on any pregame Moneyline wager, and receive an additional $200 in free bets if your bet cashes. That's right. New customers who bet at least $5 on any team to win straight up will get an additional $200 in free bets if their bet hits. Plus, with same-game parlays, you can combine multiple bets on the same game to give yourself a shot of even bigger winnings all season long. For those in states where sports betting is not yet available, don't forget about DraftKings Daily Fantasy, where they have been innovating even more ways to win some cash this football season. And don't forget, the basketball season tips off soon, and DraftKings has tons of ways for you to get in on that action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers use promo code PIVOT and receive $200 in free bets if their pregame game Moneyline bet hits after placing a $5 wager. That's promo code PIVOT only at DraftKings Sportsbook.
0: So we, we go into the Super Bowl. He's obviously one of the best centers in the league as a rookie. You know what I mean? And, and I'm telling him, I'm telling him, bro, it's hard. To get to the Super Bowl, y'all. I was like it's oh, hard. Man. And he was so good and the team was so good. Like you couldn't tell us we weren't going back the next year anyway. We was 12 and 4 the next year. But I remember, oh, I was man. like, man, I wonder if his brother could play. Cause he would walk oh, like man. young, yeah, he'd walk into the stadium, he'd be like, oh, Keith, oh no, Mike, what's up, man? Good to see <laughs> you, man. You know what I mean? You, you got guys... so
3: crazy when I think about that, RC. Man, I will say this about RC. RC was one of the best teammates I ever had, one of the best leaders on a football team. And he's one of the type of people, man, you want on your team. And it was crazy thinking about it because we underestimated as a younger player. I came in as a first rounder. I remember Worlds, we had A B, we had Emmanuel Sanders. There was a young money crew. Mm-hmm. And it was so crazy just to think about I mean, how much we underestimated because we were so good. How good the defense was, Casey Hampton, Troy. And in our mind, man, this is the NFL. Like, no matter if they brought in other players off other teams, they're gonna be just as good. But at the time you're such a young player, you don't realize it, bro. We had a we had gems. Man, to have R.C. out there knocking players out, uh, James Harrison knocking players out, like, man, we were so blessed to see uh, Troy jumping over piles because once them players left, it was kind of a reality check, like, dang, like, then that's when I think, the, uh, you know, it was kind of like the drama thing on the team where the offense got really, really good, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then some of the defensive players that we still had that was great over there, it just kind of like swarmed because, man, our defense was number one. Yeah. Man, they walked into the stadiums and hell, man. They, they won games, they they score. score. They were scoring touchdowns and shit. We didn't you have to do nothing but shit. Just go to check in at meetings. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. that's how easy they made it. Real talk. But uh, it's crazy. Like, that just truly really think about, I think, players in the NFL, and especially if you get such success as a young player. And I think it happened with me, even like RC was saying, like, man, to make three straight Pro Bowls in my mind, held my agent telling me, man you outplayed your contract and my my mind i'm poor as hell like i never had money like man i'm used to bologna fried bologna sandwiches and and sugar water and shit like yeah he telling me i need more money i'm like shit, i got money like what the hell (laughs) (laughs) for real (laughs) but uh so yes i go out and and i think you play like this arrogance thing in your head instead of just kind of like like man it's all things are already written out in my mind bro since i'm such a believer in god and i don't know how other people are but once you start truly truly believing in certain things in life and faith like things are already written that's why I tell people all the time, like I tell my family, like, man, that, that's already written. Like, y'all, y'all pay too much attention to like the the BS stuff. Like, man, if it's going to happen, let it happen. You know what I mean? And uh, I think we kind of like play that as a young player. Like, whenever that kind of like happened out and it happened so easy to us, I'm like, damn. Like, man, we'll make a Super Bowl every year, man. R.C. talking about like, man, I want to go out tonight. Like, man, I want to go to Del Frisco's getting <laughs> Big crowd, legs, and everything with Moe, You know what I mean, me and Moe, You <laughs> and know Mo, what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I done got his mind all distracted. I'm on crutches and everything. I ain't playing. I'm at the Wayne concert with Mike. Mike got me so messed up. I'm in there distracting my teammates and stuff. But uh, I don't know if I did or not. But I'm playing that throughout my head, throughout the careers. Like man, I should have just been, you know, locked in because I thought it was so easy just to make it. But uh, even like the arrogance thing, with like making some of that, uh, like the Pro Bowls and like the All Pro things. Just, man, it's just sit back and think about it after retirement. Like, all that stuff is a blessing, bro. Like, you just got to take it in and, like, think about all that stuff afterwards. Like, you pay too much attention to it while we playing sometimes. And I think it, it, it downs the players, bro. Because in your mind, you start thinking, like, oh, I'm, oh, man, it made me like this superstar player. Like, bro, you in the NFL, you already a superstar.
2: But also, I don't think I don't think, man, to that point, because I've had this conversation before. People are like, yeah, I should have been a straight edge. I should have been a straight arrow. I would have been better. I ain't saying you wouldn't a have arrow. the edge that you had if you weren't the person that you are. Like me getting locked up was because I was a very aggressive person. I'm
3: saying that part. I'm saying, bro, the, the arrogance part. I'm not saying, bro, I wasn't gonna go to. I stopped going to the bar. Or start going to the club like I'm not saying that part, bro. But it was the arrogance part that we play in our heads sometimes. Like, I just man, had a really I'm not gonna team. take it, coaching. We ain't no had more. that luxury, bro. Man, Mike, was, you know what I'm talking about. It's bro. A, it, I
1: know, but y'all had a luxury of thinking like that, being that way. Like, we didn't have the, we we never been on a team that was like man, or a, in an organization where it was ran where it was yeah, like a I standard. Talk, I ain't talking about the organization, bro. It's the player. I'm yeah, saying, like, we, how we elevate our mind, that mind to, like, why, why y'all thought that way? Huh? Why y'all thought that way? Because the defense was that good. Y'all had no, 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 I ain't talking so, about that, part. Player. I'm talking
3: about me personally as a player. Like, how, how, how I was thinking, like, as, as far as, like, man, how we went to the, uh, to the, to the Super Bowl with them boys, and then, uh, how, as far as, like, Ryan was saying, making the success part. I'm saying that, man, sometimes we draw ourselves up with, with what the, the media writes. Instead of just letting that stuff just play out. Well, I'm telling you, because it's the placebo effect in the mind. Man, that's the strongest thing we got. If you keep sitting there telling yourself all the time, like man, I'm not gonna be great. I'm not gonna be great. Man, you ain't gonna be great. I'm just telling you, bro. It's the mind, bro. And I'm telling y'all, you with social so, media, bro. You mine, were just you so different,
0: it, too, bro. though, bro. Like just here that, as bro. A young we
3: don't grown ourselves. We instill what we want, bro. Even our kids, bro. We sit there and tell our kids go be vicious. There, they're gonna go be vi- go be vicious. I'm telling us is what I done seen it because you was a lot older player. So I was there with y'all and I seen what it is now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. How players now like the TikTok and all the other stuff, like. That stuff is cool. Like, don't get me wrong, hell, it it draws my attention sometimes. I'm on YouTube and shit watching the stuff. But what I'm saying is, like, when you draw too much into it, it's the placebo effect. You're more thinking about that than being what made you that. You know what I mean? So,
0: with y'all being dogs the way you are, and I get it to you, Mike, because, like, the one thing, like, the one thing I always knew and, like, I I was very comfortable about that I didn't know about all the offensive players, but I knew if they ran off that other side and we had to meet him in the middle of the field, that he was going to be there. Right, and you were the you were the exact same way. When you look at the the newer generation, which kind of started to switch for Pittsburgh with A. B. Uh, Juju, those yeah, yeah. things. When you look at the newer generation, do you think that the players have changed in the way that now the coaches got to adjust to that? Like we were kind of talking about the rules earlier.
1: Yeah, I think I, I think everyone has to adjust to it. Even when we watch the game, sometimes all of us are just shocked. Like, man, they called that penalty. They called that a flag. But then when you look at the big scheme of things, you understand why. And it's hard as a fan to sometimes accept it, because, man, we used to like, why a guy can't get tackled? What's yeah. wrong with a guy getting tackled? What's, how, how do you go out there full speed, tell this guy, man, I want you to give me 110% and say, hey, but when you hit him, don't put all your body weight on him. It makes zero sense. But I understand why they do it. I don't like the call, but I understand that if you don't make those calls, man, it just gets worse. Because you already know, like, man, they take that out of the game, you know what's going to happen to guys. Like, some, like, Von Miller, I was listening to one of his interviews, it and it struck me, like, like, dang, like, it, it is what they used to think. Whenever you used to go hit a, a quarterback, when he was standing there, you got a wide open hit on him. You're like, man, I'm finna kill I'm finna destroy him. Man, they don't even think like that no more. Right. They're like, man, I'm getting the ball out. Right. Get the ball out, because if you go in with your mindset, man, oh, I got a wide open hit, I'm finna kill Even on a, a guy going across the middle. Yeah. You ain't thinking about going, oh, I'm fin- back in the day, oh, he going across the middle man, you changes change guy a whole life. He might not never ever play another down for real. Yeah, this guy true. gets scared. They get, how they... many lives you change? Are you? <laughs> well, that's not wicked. So, now. Nowadays guys ain't scared to go across the middle yeah. no more because they like if it happened, he getting, he getting thrown out in college or in the NFL, he getting fined and you know, suspended. Right. But that's just we've all had to accept the change of the game. And I think us accepting it as as former players will help the Outside world accepted faster. So have you,
0: have y'all, have y'all adjusted to like you guys are down here in Florida, and you know, part of Pittsburgh was we saw people laid out all the time, right? And and it wasn't, you know, what I mean, like it wasn't that visceral reaction to it, like oh my gosh, like I can't. But when Tua Tonga Valoa is laid out in the in the middle of the field and his hands are, you know, doing what they were doing, and but he it, he it, didn't it,
1: take a vicious hit. See, that's another thing with yeah. that. That's that's why. It, it kind of, his, his situation is different than any other one I've seen before.
3: The NFL is yeah. backtracking. Yeah. Honestly, the NFL should have stepped in there because they've seen what happened the last week. When, when a player is stumbling around, falling down like that, man, it's almost common. I don't care if you finish the game, like reassess it. Like, take it back and be like, man, you know what? If this player takes another, he's playing on turf, and this player takes another hit, no matter what, he already has brain swelling. Like, we, we all kind of like, we play this dumb stuff in our head, like thinking that we're out there hitting each other and we don't have swelling. Like, if I go out there and hit my arm, on this table, I'm gonna have swelling. So after a football game, physically, I mean, you know, literally you're gonna have swelling throughout your whole entire body, you know what I mean? So I think the NFL is trying to like backtrack now and trying to like, oh man, let's throw these these flags a little bit to make it seem like, man, we really like didn't mess up. And I honestly think they probably should have just came out and said, look, we messed up. Football is a vicious sport. We wouldn't be saying none of this if it wasn't the quarterback, like, let's be serious. Like, if it was a receiver, AB was a a scenario when it happened, like- But see, we understand those hits. I didn't understand Tua's.
1: Me, Tua threw me out just because, man, like, Vontez Burford hit A-B, he locked up, okay? We understand, we're like, man, that, that's a concussion. Tua got, he got pushed down in the first game, right? And he got up and he was stumbling. That push, man, you push Tom Brady down like that, what'd he do? He get up mad as a motherfucker and he gonna throw four touchdowns. That push, it just didn't seem like anything bad happened on that play, you see what I'm saying? Then the next week, when, he, when we go to Cincinnati, he gets slung down. I didn't see his head hit the ground, I seen his shoulder hit, I maybe the jolt from it, because right. it was off. but I, his scared me more than any other hit that I've seen before, even though with AB locked up like that, because I'm like, dang, that's what happens when you get hit that hard. Well, you just get pushed down, and then you get up stumbling like that, it was like, man, you gotta show me something where he got hit, where that was off for you, I, I don't know, that it, something can't be right upstairs.
4: How do you feel about uh, your little one Playing youth football,
1: I, I I coach him. I coach my son's little league football team. We we have a U tackle football team, and I and I I'm out there. I love it. I think you can't scare kids away from it. Just like it's anything can happen in life. Like you get man, people get more concussions just being a normal person than they than they doing football. Cheerleading, a
0: ton of concussions. Yeah,
1: even yeah. soccer. Like I, I I was amazed to see like how many times a soccer player uses his head, and during a, throughout a soccer game. I, I was in disbelief. I'm like, bro, it's crazy. Like I didn't even notice it that much. Like they the whole time they're hitting it, like doing different stuff. But I coached my son's team, and, we, and I, have, I remember last night was at practice, and the dad was like, oh, man, we're late in the season. Man, you think the boys should still be tackling? I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, bro, we, we played eight games, and like they, they barely, if they tackle during the game, they probably would tackle three, four times. I am like, when are they going to ever tackle? Like, when they going to learn ever, how to
0: tackle? Yes, you can't,
1: you can't get to a point, because that, that's what happens. It starts at the top level, right? Mm-hmm. Then you put it in the kid's head. They see a guy like two get knocked out. They see, you start, you start promoting all this stuff on, 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 on the screen, and that's what they see. Then we get out of practice questioning, oh, why are we doing tackling drills? Because it's tackle football. Like, some of these kids, we got starters on our team. Then we got some kids that are like 15, maybe 15 kids on the team that don't play. So when are they going to ever tackle it? Maybe when they get good enough to be a starter. Like, it don't work like that. You see what I'm saying? Like that, But it's the perception that we get sometimes when they sit there and they put, put this stuff on TV all the time, and everyone's back talking about it. You have everyone start questioning. Dang, boy. I, we eight games in in Little League football, sure. we tackling on a, on a Tuesday, <laughs> the game's Saturday. Like, <laughs> talk, you see what I'm saying? Like, right. it's just stuff like that, that's what I'm saying. We gotta accept the, the way that the game of football is as former players, because we've been there, we've done it. We understand that the game's changed a lot. But if we don't accept the way that how soft it's gotten, man, the outside world, it never will. They never will, because if we gonna have every former player get on there like, oh, football's soft, why are they throwing this flag? It's done. You know what I'm saying? Because even the foreign players, like, man, it's just over.
3: I ain't trying to hear none of that stuff, man. People out there complaining, like, look at practice. Like, even the, uh, college practice is a lot easier.
0: Like, man, come on. Like,
3: yeah, that's
1: what I'm saying. That's why you got to accept she that. You know, Jordan,
0: Jordan yeah. called me all the time. I was Bro, like, man, I was practice? He's like, oh, shoot, Pop, we barely did anything. Yeah, if easy. I'm
3: sitting there looking at it and assessing it for where I'm at now, uh, and my kid has the opportunity to go out there and make a lot of money and be a professional athlete and go, uh, oh, yeah, you so know, go. Be able to pass go, down generational welfare as kids or go to college, build a lot of debt, uh, go throughout life and you know, real reality in life, I'm gonna let my kid take that, ch- that, that chance. Like, I don't understand like, what's the big uproar sometimes of why that happens. No one says anything when 18 year olds go sign up for war. And then we go to war and then we don't bring people back, but we celebrate whenever we, our, our troops come land back. And it almost blows my mind in a way like we should all just be crying in the form that yeah, we won the victory, but like I mean, how many people we left over there? You know what I mean? But then we sit here and sit over here and judge football. Like, it's like the worst thing in the world that we over here doing. Like, it almost crazy to me. Even like, man, that's why I'd be like, even like the whole, like when we are talking about the political thing, like we send all this money outside the country, but man, we got people here living on the streets. So it's like, yeah, that's another, th- the fight that we got right now that, I mean, if people are asking about the whole political thing, like, man, I feel like a lot of that stuff, like should we help other people? Yeah, but like, man, help pay us in the form of a protection form if that's the type of help you want. But like, man, we got people here in America, every day, that, man, we have generations. Our grandparents, there are great grandparents that are 90 something years old and we sitting here worried about other people, like outside of what we got going on here in America. It's almost like crazy to me in a form.
0: I think this is, a, this is important. I mean, this is what I wanted to ask you. Um, Cause like I started it by your guys' relationship and always growing up with one another. Are you the Marquise Pouncy you are today? are you the, the football player you are, are you the father you are, the businessman you are, if this wasn't your twin?
3: Hell no. Hell no, because Mike will me off a ledge. Man, there's many situations I call Mike, and man, he be like, bro, what the hell are you thinking? Like, you tripping, you know what I mean? Like, and there's only a certain amount of people and all of us know that in your life that can do that. And, and hell, Mike probably like the only one, you know what I mean? But uh, hell no, man. Hell, Mike, Mike motivates me to be a better father. Hell, a lot
0: of different things. How about you?
1: No, nah, for sure. I mean, that's why it's a, it's a team with us. I mean, any we, we won't do single interviews, it's the Pouncy Twins. If we do a real estate deal, it's both of us. There ain't no deal, you know, this company we own, there's no deal without us being there together. Just like okay. I said, with Louisville, offer him a scholarship and then offer me one, and you lost your mind. Because whereas we're one. We're the Pouncy Twins, you no such thing as Mike and Marquise. Tell us a little
0: eyes. bit about what y'all getting into, kind of what y'all dropped yeah. off to us and stuff.
1: So this is, uh, we own a, a liqueur company, uh, America's only liqueur company. Actually, we got into this company what, almost two years now. Yeah, two years. It's a Gator owned company. Family owned business. Family uh, owned business. And
3: obviously, in the last year, we uh, went up eight hundred and sixty-five percent in our sales. Oh wow. uh, We're right. in. Yeah, nah, it's been honestly a big time blessing. Uh, our distillery opens up, our coffee liqueur in the man, next. Got, y'all, all y'all got to try the espresso. Yeah, yeah, nah. So like we the got the mango. Sure.
1: See, that there's just good when you mix it with like martinis and like, I mean, well, Are you drinking now? Trump. But, yeah, try. Yeah, I man. we've
2: been the, the Stuff, they give me a, a bottle. Try
1: it out. <laughs> try espresso, bro. It's the morning time. It's the morning time. Okay. Okay. time is it? I don't know, Mike. <laughs> we'll we we got here at 1, bro. OK, yeah, Oh, OK. Man.
3: The kids show us what time it is. Whenever they get home, we know it's about 3. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I'm so hey, right now. <laughs> hey while, while we're doing that, uh, Keys, you you being humble. You say no no NFL Hall of Fame, still is Hall of Fame for certain. I want to just go out and make a prediction 100%. and say you're definitely going to make the NFL Hall of Fame. 100%. Your numbers speak for it. nine-time Pro Bowler, four-time, I think, All-Pro, uh, 2010 All-Decade team. I mean, the others still are great at center. Damani Dawson. Yep. You know, when you look at your your careers and, and 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 you know, try to compare those, I think you know your 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 stuff. What you did speak for itself. Uh, but aside from that, you know, I want to ask you your relationship with uh, Coach Tomlin, and if you can give me a, a probably your more, most fondest memory, you know, or something crazy that you and Coach T ever talked about or you know, an experience that y'all shared.
3: I tell people this all the time. Uh
4: Coach T is
3: the uh, the best leader of men i ever been around. He knew how to handle every situation. Like, he was one of them men that you can go to. And I hate to say, like, like a father figure, because, man, at that time we was all grown men in a, in a mm-hmm. way, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like weird, kind of like saying that. But uh he was one of them men that you can go to at any scenario and just ask him a question. And he gonna lead you if not in the right direction, let's give you some in the right, uh, give you that speech in the right direction. He's gonna show you which way to go in the right direction. Uh, I don't think he gets enough credit because uh, he ain't an outspoken dude like that. You know, what I mean, he might dress really well. You know, all of us make fun of that, but uh, he don't get enough credit for how he runs the team and how he runs the organization. And uh, man, hell, man, I just, I just wish like how Channing kind of said, man, a lot of different people get a experience to play with him. Hell, RC, I mean, you play with him, you seen his mindset, how much he puts in the work. Like, man, it was crazy to see how, like, some of the head coaches, because I went down there with Mike and I kind of seen them, and I ain't taking nothing from them, bro. A lot of head coaches do work hard. But, man, Coach Tomlin died about that. And I'm in there on on, on Wednesdays, and I promise you, bro, I started learning defenses, bro. Like, I'm sitting in there watching things that he's saying. The whole game plan, I'm in there watching and stuff. Like, man, this dude, we double teaming him, man. We got man on this play, like. Uh, Whenever uh, uh, Vince was going to blitz the back, like I already knew it was going to kind of happen in my in my head because man Coach Tomlin had already laid the whole entire game plan out for everybody in the room even the offensive coordinators man He would already say our screens work good on this team or such and such uh, this these type of runs work on uh, good on these teams And even the offensive coordinators, sometimes I don't think they took in the knowledge because we would go to the games and then we wouldn't run the play or something like that or run the scheme that happened and then we'll come in there and watch the thing and then I think coach Tomlin more than like like try to call He'd out tell the, us on uh, Wednesday morning. Yeah, he would try to start calling out the individual coach. He would just show the plays that, that should have worked in the game or how it should have played out oh, and yeah, I think yeah. the kind of coaches set back like damn like bro <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I want that <laughs> to happen. I want it to happen next week but uh, <laughs> real talk it was crazy how that thing played out and I just think that man if anyone who ever played with coach Tomlin, bro, he's going to be a Hall of Fame coach. Yeah. Yeah, he will be in the Hall of Fame yeah. in Canton one day just off, uh, first of all the super bowls and obviously the players and the, his mindset bro just how he carried himself as i a, a i'm coach, telling you uh, he Mike, showed
1: up he might he's going to end as a hall of famer when he showed up there i know he showed up remember you showed up You you telling when you showed up your run he said bad be there at what 6 six thirty, 30 right No. Oh, telling man. the story real shit because man oh, yeah. there, any yeah. other any other first rounder coming in they're not doing that to this guy you see what i'm saying but it was the way that the Steelers ran
3: their program that it, that in his so mind the right away right i'm gonna tell the story man let yeah, me go tell, and tell, go tell it. And so tell i had not held out I gotta bring it up. I yeah. gotta tell you. But anyway, I think I was like the first player ever to hold out and still a history. So my agent like telling me about this stuff, like man, hey, uh, you, they're gonna trip out of it. I'm like, man, listen, like, we can't do it. You know what I mean? They gotta give us what we want. So anyway, I hold out a day. Gee hit me, say, they're gonna beat us 7:30 in the morning to come get you to run the test. He's I said strength. Perfect. coach. Strength coach, yeah, Coach Gee. Gary yeah, Gee my, I, I, If anyone y'all, they that's met my guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Gheemot the best, bro. <laughs> so anyway, I'm sitting in my room, I'm a early, I'm i conditioned, because you know, I gotta come there do my thing, you know what I mean. Man, I'm sitting there and no one ever come. Man, Coach Gee running the room. He said, you're late for everything. I say, late? I don't know where the locker room is. I got here at 1230 at night. Like, I, they walked me straight to the room. I don't know where the locker room is. Man, I get down there, I run the whole thing. I kill the test. Coach Tyler say, you were late, though. You got to run this the next three days. He said, you got to run this the next week. I say, I say, all right, Coach, I ain't tripping about that. I say, man, I get out there the next three days, right? I swear to God, all my life. Coach Tyler made me the next three days run the conditioning test. Every he day. say, man, I, I been look back at me. He say, on the last day, he say, hey, hey, pounce. how that water over there take? I say, it's good, boss. Just <laughs> 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 like that, man. he's seen it in my heart, man. <laughs> I, I finished the test. I went to him after that, right after lunch. know man, no one ever knew, but I went to him personally. I say, man, uh, Coach Tomlin, man, I, I I respect you and I love everything you got going on, but. Uh, if I keep doing this, I ain't gonna be able to perform out there as a player. And I don't even know if you've seen it, bro. I was getting beat out there some plays because, bro, I was so, my legs were so blown out, bro, real shit. He made me run that shit, bro. And I think it was him trying to test me as a man, bro, and seeing if I was gonna fail the test or not because I held out on him. I wasn't answering, nobody called. Man, at this time, bro, you get drafted to a team, bro, you don't know nobody like that. You meet them during the process and stuff, but I'm, man, people hit me up like, you gotta get here, I'm like, now who gotta get here? You gotta get where I'm at.
0: <laughs> Hell, I'm in the L shit. You know what I <laughs> <what laughs> mean? Like, yeah. hey, I gotta. I I gotta I this do is the thing I want to know. I don't mean because that, that's the grit, the the scene. Yeah. You and Ben on the bench. Oh yeah, I, yeah. After the loss, what were y'all saying to each other, man? Well, y- cause I what I know is y'all two. When it came to what y'all did on that field, man, like it was that was tied in. It was you and him for a decade. Like, what was that moment? For y'all too.
3: it was unreal. Honestly, I think about it all the time, man. I'd be sitting there when I, even I see a picture or some or a Ben or text me or something. But uh the craziest thing I try to tell players all the time, I kinda like, even when you have so, so much success that uh that uh, failure can happen. And when the snap happened on the first play of the game, it was it, I was just like, man, what the hell? Like I'm sitting there thinking in my head as a player, like, now how this thing written like this? Like, there ain't no way I'm in mean, this year. Man, they talking about Ben coming. Or ben, I came back. Like, this is our chance to like finally like go out on this big hoorah. And they kind of like, bam, hit me. Boom, first play of the game. I'm like, oh shit. Like, not pounce. This ain't the person that do this. You know what I mean? Like, I'm the person that like man, getting all the players going. You know what I mean? So that hit me. Then we go throughout the game. Like, we fighting all the way through it. And I'm like, man, how the hell are our defense giving up the points like that? Man, our defense got the best players in the league. Like, all that shit kind of like played out. And I'm just sitting there. And uh, I get to the bench, and all I'm thinking at the end of the game. There's uh like my kids in my head. Like, damn. Cause uh I had text my daughter before that game and uh she had um uh, just wanted me to like uh make some of like the school stuff a little bit more. And um uh, once that shit kinda like played out like that, I was just like, man, like, Bill, I'm still playing football for. Snap shit happened. Super Bowl thing ain't gonna happen again. And uh, my oldest, uh, which my two youngest live, uh, live down here with me, but uh, my oldest lives in Texas. So, like, whenever that kind of like uh, played out, cause she's 11 now. And I'm like, man, what the hell? Like, I got all this money, all this success, and, uh, and my kid like worrying about like me making a damn event or some shit like that, you know what I mean? So, but I think that kind of like, like, it was playing in my mind. And then when Ben, like, uh, like man, pounds like man, like we could do this shit again and uh, you know like fight back and you know you know the fans would be here next year and in my mind I'm like man fuck the fans like shit about me right now you know what I mean like my kids I'm thinking in my head and then uh I'm like thinking too like shit man Mike just had the damn uh the uh the total hip replacement and then Mike had uh, came up there to uh, man I hate talking about this shit because I'm mean, not even an no emotional person like that but um. When I go to talk about my kids, that shit go to fucking me up because man, I got all girls. You know, you get sensitive with them kids. You got the girls. But uh, Mike had the neck surgery. He ended up coming to the crib, and I'm like, "Dang, bro! Like, you gonna come to the crib? Like, your neck all swelled up? Like, man, I still gotta go out there and play." And I'm like joking around with him a little bit. I'm like, man, yeah, I'm like, man, they're a tripping a little bit." Like, but anyway, so I'm like, I'm trying to like encourage him through the thing because he has to go through it like get a whole another neck surgery after the one he just had, and then uh, he goes right into the hip surgery thing, get a whole hip replacement. So all that shit like playing in my head, like. Damn, but we some real soldiers. That's why I like try to tell people, like, man, once you as a gladiator and like you get to that point, like, you just gotta accept it at some point. And I'm just like, damn, like, I go back out there. I know, I got a like one year, nine million left on the on the contract. They talking about they wanna, you know, give me another, you know, extend me and shit. But in my head, I'm just like, man, damn, like, I'm giving all these to these people. Which I love, because they done blessed me so much, and I ain't taking nothing from that fact because I'm so thankful for everything they did. But I'm taking away from my oldest kid. I see bite fucked up in my head. I'm like, boy, ain't no fan in the world getting me to come back here. Now, my kids was on board and all the other shit. Like, man, I had a lot of plates that shit. They, they dragged me out the field. But like, I think that just more than anything kind of like played in my head. But like, just sitting there with him, and when he was saying that stuff, I'm just like, damn, but it he a real rider, you know what I mean? Like, I think he had it more played out in his head. like. You know, you finish his career off right, you know, beat some of the number stuff that he had going on. But in my head, too, I'm just like, man, damn, Ben, like, man, let that go be your thing. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even want to take that from you. And, it, and you know, you know, you, that shit just be playing so fast in your head. But uh, yeah, that was like the biggest thing in my head. I'm thinking about, man, my kids, Mike. And then he hit me like, man, Pounce, like, come back because the, the conversation was real quick. You know what I mean? Because Juju had done walked up. But uh, he like, man, Pounce, we're going to do it in front of the fans next year. But uh, I'm like, yeah, 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 Ben, but like, man, I'm playing this shit in my head, like you talking about playing that shit, I'm talking about like going to the school of dance or doing this type of shit, you know what I mean? But uh, but yeah, I, honestly, and, uh, you know, once you save really well and all that type of stuff that kind of like me and Mike did and, you know, had the success and the contracts that we did, it's kind of like, man, like, man, you just doing that stuff just to be, you know, selfish and arrogant. And like, for me, like, bro, my
0: like how our dad stepped up in our life, I got to be there for my kids, you know what I mean? So that was like a big, huge thing that played on it. Man, listen, hiring is so hard today, especially with having all these things on your plate. So you need to find a place that's fast, easy, and simple to find good people. And ZipRecruiter.com is that exact place for you. And right now, you can go to ZipRecruiter.com slash DraftKings to find qualified employees that can do exactly what you need them to do. And ZipRecruiter, it does the work for you and more. Oh yeah, ZipRecruiter, they find, they have crazy
2: technology that finds and matches the candidates for the job you're looking for. You ain't wasting no time. They'll find and match the people that you need, and then you can look at the recommended guys, pick your top choices, and figure out who you want to work for your amazing establishment. ZipRecruiter makes it easy.
4: Check this out, right now, go to ZipRecruiters.com. Try it for free, that's ZipRecruiters.com slash DraftKings, D-R-A-F-T-K-I-N-G-S. ZipRecruiter.com slash DraftKings. Get there.
0: Listen, it makes it easy for you. Four out of the five businesses that post on ZipRecruiter.com find a viable candidate within the first 24 hours. You heard Freddie T. say it. ZipRecruiter.com slash DraftKings. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.
4: And Mike, you, man, you, you've you had your um, great success, too. Four-time Pro Bowler, I believe. And now uh, making the Pro Bowl after the team that let you go after the Dolphins, when you signed with the Chargers, making the Pro Bowl there in your last season. Um, definitely a dog wanted Dolphins great. How does it feel for you to hear your younger brother, as a big brother, sacrificing and, and saying, look, my big brother, this is my love for him and my family. How does it feel for you to hear these things coming from Keys?
1: Now I was, I let him make the decision on his own because he seen what I had went through and I remember uh, the year after, before I had the next surgery. He was like, bro, you got one more for me. Give me one more. I was like, bro, I got you. He seen. <laughs> yeah, it. I forgot about yeah.
3: that. So he seen me go through the hip thing. He was like, you can't do it. Cause, bro, I ain't lying to y'all. Before Mike goes, I'm talking about it. I seen him. He, we we run, but you know it's RC life, man. That's what we do. To train to go get it, you know what I mean? And and when he was out there running, I'm just like, ain't no way, Mike. Like, but you can't run. Like you out there galloping, like man, you gonna go out there and get embarrassed and like. The boy hip, man, he would go out there and we would go through like 10 of the gashes or something. And then the next day, I promise you, he couldn't walk. I'm oh, like, man, something's not right. Like, he, man, we got to go get this checked out. He seen
1: it, though. I gave him that I gave him that extra year, that, that, that last year. It was tough, though, because I knew I had needed the hip replacement. To go out there and fight through it, I, I just couldn't do it no more. And I seen with him, man, he was hurting so bad. I seen like, his stance change. And I, when he came off that field, because I remember that whole game, he had the bad snap. They thought they were going to win. Man, I was, I was sitting at the house and he came in, I was like, I knew it. I said, bro, I said, what we going to do? I ain't even asking. I said, what we going to do? do tonight? We just hit with the family. He's like, yeah, yeah, we just chilling. We chilling tonight. So I said, okay. We got to the whole offseason. I've let months go by. He was like, man, bro, that's it. In February, when we, you know, when you get that feeling, all right, it's time to go back to football. When he didn't have that feeling no more, I just knew. I was like, man, we're going to both retire. Because no, I couldn't go back out anyway. I just was waiting on him to just make an announcements so we could do it together. But I didn't want to be that reason because I didn't want to sit here to this day and be like, oh, he made me retire. Oh, he stopped me. So I let him go that whole time. And When I seen him, he didn't have that fire left in him. Cause I was yeah. still showing up. We were working out, same thing. I'm right there with him. Let's go. Come on, brother. Same shit we always did.
3: When he didn't have that I same was down down just holding on to to like to talk to Mr. Rooney, though. Yeah. Once I talked to Mr. Rooney, I was just like, man, I don't want to steal oh, no money from y'all. Like, man, you know how that shit is, bro. You yeah, walk away from all that. True. that don't bless somebody like us. Like, man, I, was, I, I felt guilty in my head. So yeah. once that kind of happened, I was just like, man, once I talked to Mr. Rooney and then Coach Tomlin, like, I was cool with everything. And Bill was the last one I talked to. And that's why Ben was kind of a little bit mad at me. But I knew Ben was going to try to like sit there and, you know, try to encourage me to be with him. Because, man, hell, when you're out there playing with a player like that, it is easy, you know what I mean? But I That'd just didn't easy. want him to make my decision for me, you know what I mean? But uh, it was, it, once I got past them two people in my life, with uh, Mr. Rooney and Coach Tyler, I was like, man, I'm at ease with that shit. now. like, it's all about the kids and the family. Like,
0: I think, you know, I, I don't, I know y'all, you know what I'm saying? So it's different. This is, this has definitely been our most uh, probably rambunctious podcast, Uh, 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 we have, it's much much like the way both of y'all play ball. And I think I've always, you know, for us two, man, I've always had so much respect for you. He became like part of our family because you were in our family, man. And so I'm grateful, you know, that y'all came out. And I think the one thing I'll say as like we finish is the thing that made both of y'all unique is that y'all think for yourselves and y'all were able to do that and still respect other people, you know? And y'all talk about giving back to our communities in the ways that y'all have. That mindset is also something that we could give to our communities. That we don't have to agree on everything, but we can have conversations, we can respect one another, and we can find a way to move forward with some type of civility, uh, maturity, and get things done for people in our communities where y'all come from. Two different ones, man. So I appreciate Thank y'all boys, man. Love y'all. Thank and you. Amen. And when you get the gold jacket, I'm being that thing. I ain't even gonna lie. Man, he better invite all of us. <laughs> he might try to leave us some of us behind.
1: <laughs> J- Jason brought me out there. JT brought me. I know that. Man, honestly, you
3: man. JT breathe. didn't That'd bring you crazy. That would be crazy.
0: Would be crazy. Yeah. Bitch, I was there yeah. for JT. <laughs> the My too. dog, appreciate <laughs> you. Hold up. a stomach cap pinning it. I thought here to witness it. Get people feeling militant. Way get me up. On a mission, get me up. Uh, knowing me, I got the key. Uh, only vision, I can trust. Uh, trust. Uh, limitless. Take a me cap in it. I fought the to witness it witnesses. Got my people feeling militant. Uh, way I'm feeling, get me up. Uh,